Welcome to Chicken Adobo for the Soul, where two siblings talk about life like they know what they're doing. I'm Rachel. And I'm Terrence. And Rachel. Yes. How do you think you're doing this week? I'm doing okay. I think I know. Mm, I'm not going to sound too confident. I kind of know what I'm doing. I mean, you got your life more or less together. Cough, cough. Sure. Okay, so. Such a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think you've got your shit together this week? Um... Ooh, I probably center it around work, and I guess work was okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had dinner on the table almost every night. Um, was able to squeeze in some Netflix time. Did you chill? I, yes. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think this week, I think I handled life like I knew what I was doing. What about you? I haven't woken up earlier than... I don't know, 10 all week. Actually, this morning was a, was a change of pace for me. I woke up at 8.30. Oh, my gosh. That was, that's the earliest I've been up in a while. Now you know what the world looks like at 8.30 in the morning. Yeah, because you have no freaking curtains in your guest room. <laughs> don't change in the guest room. Okay? The sun was beating down on my face. Like, I had no choice. I know. We're not at the curtains part. Of yeah. our of our home. Yeah. So for context, like I spent the night last night at Rachel's place and I was staying in her guest room, which is, you know, it's an east facing house. Mm-hmm. So as soon as the sun's up, it's right in my face and completely different from my house where I have curtains, you know, I know nice. they're not blackout curtains, but they're enough to keep I know. the sun off my face. Hey, I will say it gets pretty bright in my room, in the master bedroom. And I don't I have blinds, but still bright. All right. So it's not just you. You just can't change in your room because yes, I don't. <laughs> there is absolutely nothing there. Yeah, like, and you face the main road. <laughs> yeah, your neighbors could see me doing whatever it is. Well, I mean, what I've are done, you doing? I've done nothing bad in your room. Thank yet. you for that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, uh, I'm a good boy. <laughs> uh, we all know that's patently untrue, but mm-hmm. yeah. well, before we get too deep into this. Um, we should probably explain that this is our very first podcast episode. Oh, very, yeah. very first. Yeah. This is a hi, it's very nice to meet you kind of episode where, you know, we don't want you to be lost in all of this because at some point I'm going to call Terrence by his nickname. I almost said his real name, but so how about you go first? How about you introduce yourself to me like I've never met you before? Okay, uh, let's just knock that name situation out of the window right away. So what Rachel's talking about is my family nickname. Everybody in the family calls me John John, right? Because when I was born, my mom decided to name me Terrence John, right? That was my first name. I had two first names, Terrence John. And Filipinos being Filipino, right? (laughs) They would always come up with some fancy, cute nickname. In my case, they just repeated John. And so growing up, Everybody and their mom called me John John. And so when Rachel and I first met, yeah, it was John John from the very get-go. It was much later that she found out my name was actually Terrence. And I still have issues spelling Terrence sometimes. It's one R. Come on. (laughs) Sometimes I'll put an A, like R-A. Yeah, no. So, (laughs) uh, like the way my name is spelled is the correct spelling. People will tell you otherwise, but Terence is based on this Roman playwright back in the day, right? Terentius. And he had one R. No A's. T-E-R-E-N-C-E. Done. Simple. Elegant. Just like me. Psych. Rachel was spelled the correct way. 
E-L. You know, it's like a Jewish name, right? I think. Hebrew. Hebrew, that's what it is, For yeah. For sheep. <laughs> Not as exciting as a Roman. <laughs> what did you say? A Roman? Playwright. Okay. Yeah, definitely not as exciting. I could have been a a farmer. He was like, <laughs> you're saying your husband is a sheep person. A, a what now? He does things to sheep. Like? Feeds sheep. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Provides for sheep. How is it sheep? <laughs> Just kidding. You guys built this house with your two hands. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Anyway, no, sorry. Uh, let's get back to who I am, I guess. Right? Who are you? I, oh man, like, I think it's kind of telling that when people ask you who you are or what you are, a lot of the time people will always start off with talking about what their profession is. Like it's awful. The, it kind of is. Yeah, the profession defines them. They don't talk about their passion, per se. They don't talk about hobbies right off the bat. Hobbies is something that has to be coaxed out of someone, right? They don't talk about uh, their favorite color or their favorite uh, anything, really. It's, oh, I'm a banker. I'm a baker. I'm a... You know, whatever. In my case, I'm an active duty naval officer, currently on shore duty, <laughs> working on my master's degree at George Mason University. Wow, there's probably too much information already. But uh, the last four years, I've spent assigned to a U.S. Navy destroyer. It was stationed out of Japan in Yokosuka, Japan. It had recently home port shifted, as in moved from Japan to San Diego. And after that four-year tour... I'm now on shore duty, which is kind of like a time to rest and not be so stressed about the operations of a ship. So I'm working on my master's degree. And then by the next fall, I will be teaching undergraduate history at the Naval Academy because I'm so cool. Ooh, those undergrads. Oh, man. Yeah, they're going to uh, they're gonna hate They're me, babies. Yeah. Remember that. They're still babies. Yeah, yeah. And you uh, don't want to make babies cry. You know, so they but probably- But you probably will. No, no, no. I'm a big tender. Oh, they'll probably cry outside your class. Yes. I cried a lot outside of class. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Well, since you have that tendency to cry, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Oh, who are, who are, who is me? Yeah. Who are you? Who is me? Yeah. Why do you cry? Uh, Well, I actually want to piggyback on what you said, because I think I am definitely guilty of, you know, saying, talking about my profession. And Mm -hmm. I think in a way it, um... I'm, and I'm okay with it. I think that my what I do, I don't want to say it defines me in that sense because I I live an exciting life as a property manager. Wow. I'm at the edge of my seat. I know. Hang tight. Um, no, but I think my personality and my work ethic are very, very well blended. And I am in a way proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um, property management is obviously nobody that's, I don't think that that's anybody's dream job. I don't, but I don't know. Maybe I don't know. That, it could that, be. That kind of explains why you're like so big into Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably, yeah. Probably, but I. It's the element. So I. I came from. Well, I guess I'll backtrack. I went to school because I wanted to teach uh, secondary education. I wanted to teach English literature. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be Robin Williams on a desk, and my students would reply back to me. Oh, my God. Yeah. That that one scene. I did. I did. uh, You know, well, really, it all started. I had a creative writing teacher in high school, and she had this classroom was no windows. There were no windows. It was a brick wall. 
on the first floor next to the weight room where you can hear the clanking over and over again. The grunting. Yes. Yeah. Load me up, bro. Oh, so annoying. Another plate, bro. Yeah. But wall-to-wall books. Wall-to-wall books. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be her. I mean, you kind of are there. I mean, for context, we're recording in your she shed. In my she shed. Slash, you know, office. Mm -hmm. And it is full of books. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot going on here. And she had a lot going on in her classroom. But mm. yeah, I, I mean, I wanted to be her. Um, and it, I don't I don't know. It, it either it's supposed to happen later in life. It didn't happen in the timeline that I wanted. But, you know, I've the older I get, the more I realize who needs a timeline. No yeah. one needs a timeline. Yeah. So, yes, I am living an exciting life as a property manager. Um I think the reason why I am guilty of talking about my profession is because my work ethic, again, my work ethic and my personality personality blend together. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of that. I, I think in a way I've grown up in this hospitality sense where I'm more attuned to people and getting to know people. I'm open minded and. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. So, but yeah, it is, it is interesting that we always, I didn't even realize that until you pointed it out Yeah, that, you know, who are you? Oh, well, I'm a police officer or, but who are you? Right. And I think when you also say that my personalities and my work ethic tie in so, uh, so much together, I think that's also <laughs> a dangerous or a, oh, maybe not dangerous, but it's really telling of the society that we're in where the the work can so easily or the professional demands and everything that we do outside of the home or outside of our personal and private spaces blends in with everything else or bleeds into everything else or dominates everything else, which is kind of terrible. I don't know. It feels like it's terrible because, you know, when I'm getting off work on the ship, for example, right, and I'd come home all in a huff, really pissed off. I'd let it out on my roommate. I'd let it out on my friends. And that's that's an awful thing to be. Like, mm-hmm. my personality becomes so deeply enmeshed with who my professional side was. Mm-hmm. And it, it became really hard to separate the two. And I, I feel like a lot of people struggle with that as well. And that's kind of – that's an awful, awful way to, to live life, I feel. I think it's changing. I it, hope so. It's, it is changing. You know what? I don't I, – I take that back. Mm-hmm. I know that it's changing because mm-hmm. – um, you know, for further background, I did not get into property management right away. Mm-hmm. While I was in school, I worked for a very large hotel chain and I learned a lot. Yeah. I mean, I worked in, in hotels from eight, from age 18 to about 27. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned a lot and I'm very, very grateful for what they taught me. But the more time I spent I mean, I was working 12 to 14 hour days yeah. because it's hospitality. Somebody has to be there. I should have been a doctor if I was going to be working that much. Yeah. But, you know, working in hotels, even more so, I will. I, I don't regret it at all because I love what they taught me. I love who the person I've grown up to be. And I attribute that to my time spent in hotels. I've learned a lot. But the workforce is changing because... um. Because I worked in a in a place where you were needed twenty four seven, shifting to property management, I'm working a nine to five job, and it's just it's very strange for me because my first few weeks, my um, 
even and I work with a friend and it, my friend and my supervisor, at, for example, it was I think I, it was like 530 in the afternoon. And I was just reading up some stuff. I had maybe two or three more things that I wanted to do. And they both came into my office and they said, you know, it's 530. You should probably go home. Yes. I'm the only one in my office. And in my head, I thought, who are you talking to? Because I've never heard that before. Because in hotels, it was, and I can't, you know, I, I, I this is why I think it's changing. But in hotels, it was, I had my to-do list for the day and I had to finish it entirely. Yeah. And it's different here because I don't have to finish it. The The work will always be there, unfortunately, but that's the truth. Mm -hmm. And I've learned to walk away from it. So I think it's changing because... My supervisor and my friend have both said, you know, you need to work on balancing your personal life and blending it better with work mm -hmm. um, because you don't want to get run into the ground. And my friend, I worked with in the hotel industry, so she knows and she can she can attest to this. She says it's an adjustment. Yeah, I've never been told relax. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely 100% can relate because a similar kind of trend is – the case in the Navy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's the branch that I'm in. And it's always mission first. Mission, 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 mission. Do it for the mission. And in some cases, the mission can be defined very, very broadly, depending on your leadership slash, depending on uh, the fleet that you're in, for example. But if the mission is get this ship ready for sea as quickly as possible, you're not going home. You're not going mm -hmm. home that night. If some part... Some, you know, the engine or the radar system or the communication system is down. You're there until you figure it out. Mm -hmm. If you're going home at 11 p.m. to come back to work at 6 a.m. the next morning, oh, well, you might as well sleep on the ship. It's it's a terrible, uh, let's say, environment, but it's that's what the taxpayers are paying for, right? They're paying for a ready force, and that's kind of like the sacrifice that we have to make. And in your sure. case, in the hotel industry, right? I imagine that's what your customers are paying for. Where They're they... paying for a hot coffee and a muffin. Yes. Just kidding. No. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't think you are, but... <laughs> <I'm not>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it's it's very demanding. It's it's a very demanding kind of life that we've, we've led or careers that we've led or had, mm. right? But, oh, well. But I think our careers... And I almost just shuddered saying that because I don't want this to be my dream job or my career, but it, Fair. it okay, makes yeah. us the jobs we've held. Yeah. It makes us who we are. And yeah. I think I'll I mean, I'll speak for myself, but I think I'm one of the few that is, is okay saying that mm -hmm. I'm again, I'm happy. I'm happy where I came from. You know, they always say everybody needs to wait tables. Everybody needs to be in the customer service industry. It teaches you something. No, absolutely does. Yeah. It teaches you something. It teaches you the difference between 15% gratuity and 20% gratuity. Oh, big difference. Yeah. You know, it teaches mm -hmm. you, it, it almost answers the question, do you tip on to go? Mm -hmm. Do you tip on pickup? Yeah. Or what is it? Don't ever, don't treat somebody who's handling your food or putting a roof over your head badly. <laughs> What's that movie you showed you before? Uh, waiting. Waiting. Oh, man. Man. That is not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speak. I don't know about all restaurants. I'm sure. Okay. Oh, <laughs> cough, cough. There, there the were... gross parts. I think. I don't know. They didn't exist in my life. I'm just saying that that movie was hilarious. The commentary that you and your husband had while we were watching it <laughs> was, made it even more hilarious. Impressively, I will say that that movie is probably 
87% true. Wow. The rest of it just being Five, six, the, true. yeah, the rest of it just being like, we're not, I mean, at least the Five restaurant I worked in. Five out of six restaurants do this. Not mine. <laughs> yeah, not mine. That's what you're saying. Okay. But you have to say it quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. But, I, I, you know, back to the overall question, I, yeah, I think our careers define us mm-hmm. and what we do. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to get used to saying that. And I think that's what's changing now yeah. is our generation is is okay with saying that. Mm-hmm. However, our generation is also quick to jump ship and career switch and yeah. figure out what we want to be when we grow up. I'm actually kind of glad that you brought the whole our generation thing bit in there because mm-hmm. that's kind of like a big not maybe not a big but one of the reasons that we're we're doing this right is that we want to talk about largely our lives mm-hmm. but at the same time frame that all in the quote-unquote millennial struggle <laughs> and us being at that maybe not entirely unique but that intersection of filipino american asian american millennial you know homeowners there's which, a lot of crossroads. There's a lot. We we fall a lot on a lot of intersections here. Yeah. And to be fair, like we're fairly middle class, I'd say at this point, but we've also come up from um, not the middle class, mm-hmm. right? I am a son of an immigrant. I myself am an immigrant. Eh, an immigrant. I came over to the United States at 12 years old from the Philippines, right? Might not be able to tell that from my accent. I don't know. Maybe you can. But- <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I've come from nothing, like quite literally nothing. And, you know, you didn't have that easy of a childhood either. Right. So we have a lot of, we have perspectives are not, not so unique to, so to speak, but we have a lot to say. We have a lot to say. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. And we want to say it. Yeah. We want to say it. So. mm -hmm. And why not? Right. Why not? Yeah. You know, we're we're especially now we're in a position and we're living a lifestyle where everything is virtual and everything is online and t- today's world is just making somebody think deeper into what is life, who mm-hmm. are you? Yeah. All while wearing a mask. <laughs> Figuratively or and two literally. or three. Yeah. And a face shield. Yeah. And a hazmat suit, you know, whatever. All of that. All of that. Uh but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I think that answers the question, you know, that and, and also the point of this episode is why are we doing this mm-hmm. is I think very plainly, we have a lot to say. Yeah, You and I want to be teachers. And I think that teachers have something to say. Mm-hmm. Teachers do have something to say. Right. You know, whether it's relatable, whether it's a life story, we just want to talk. Absolutely. You know? And Oh, that's also another reason why we're doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like therapy. It's a nice way to just hang out in general because mm-hmm. most of our adult lives, right? We've lived thousands and thousands of miles apart. Mm-hmm. I've The Navy's dragged me all over the place since 2010. Definitely not. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a, wow. That's such a long time. Ago. I didn't realize it was that long. Man. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've been stationed in Norfolk, California, Japan. And then back to California again. And wow, thankfully, now I'm here. Makes life a little easier. And yeah, being able to come here and hang out with you, do this podcast is super nice to do. Us getting to share thoughts and feelings and all that good stuff. Also a nice little side effect. At the same time, when we are recording this and we're going to be sharing this with the rest of the world, you know, we'd like to cultivate or create a space, an environment for other people to 
to cozy up to, you know, mm-hmm. find a place that's comfortable for them to hear about others who are sharing something similar, common struggle with them. Right? You know what I love is the type of space that I see us in. And this is probably because I, I think that I'm good at creating that type of space. But, yeah. uh, you know, your quiet bar scene. Oh, yeah. I bartended at my hotel's bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't a very big hotel. But we had a small bar mm-hmm. where I think at most I'd have maybe eight people. Yeah. But That's still pretty nice. That, yeah. But that bar-esque kind of conversation mm-hmm. where... You know, you're not going to go to somebody randomly on the street and ask them, who are you? Right. You know, but you're going to have that nice conversation. Yeah, I know. And they might stab you or something. I don't know. But, you know, that kind of bar-esque conversation, Mm -hmm. dim lighting. For context, the lights are very bright in this room. Actually, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think that's the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I think when you're in a bar environment, and there's no alcohol here, by the way. Can we change that in the future? We can think about it. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, when you're in that type of atmosphere and that environment, it changes a person. Mm -hmm. You want to open up more. You want to talk more. You want to be around people, socialize. And I want that for this. How about we jog back to your memory? And how about you tell them how we met? Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. (laughs) Your memory. His his memory is the best. And I say that with... All of the sarcasm in the world. Okay, I was about to say, like, you're, you're already <laughs> framing me to be someone I'm entirely not. Ugh, I have a terrible, terrible memory. I do remember when we met, not exactly, like, the day, but I know the what had generally happened, right? Mm-hmm. So, the show, let's let's be 100% clear here, right? And I guess yeah. this should also explain that we're not... We're not actual siblings. Yeah, we're not actual siblings. Oh, man, there's a lot of explaining to do in this episode. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Let's, which one do we start with? How we met or the why we're not siblings kind of thing? Oh my God. Um, Go with the how we met. Okay, great. So Rachel, Rachel's grandpa. You got this. Oh my goodness. For the Filipinos listening, you already know the family tree. So keep up. Okay, yeah. So Rachel's grandpa is my uncle. And so that makes me her uncle. Oh my goodness. And then... He died back in 2008. 2008. And so at the time, I was living in California. um, California. Oh, man. I miss California. Anyway, I was living in California. Rachel was living in... Still in Virginia. Still in Virginia. Born and raised. (laughs) Always in Virginia. (laughs) Yeah, born and raised in Virginia, right? And they flew over to California for my uncle slash her grandpa's funeral. And that's where we met. And I was like, hey... You know, who are you? And she's like, hey, I'm Rachel. And I'm like, I am Terrence. Yes. No, it was John John, I think. I think you said John John. Yeah, because we were family, quote unquote. I didn't really know you. Yeah. And then we we took a bunch of family trips to like San Francisco and mm-hmm. random places. Because, yeah, we all we met in Sacramento. There you go. Let's put it there, that mm-hmm. way. Right. And then, you know, they did the touristy thing while you're in California anyway, might as well. And from there, we just clicked instantly. Right. Mm-hmm. We were kind of like kindred souls at that time. Mm-hmm. And we were complete degenerates, honestly. Yes. Yes. Looking back at all those Facebook posts and from now. 08, 9, 10. Well, no, now only because I'm like resurrecting them. And I keep commenting <laughs> on them from 10 plus years ago and bringing up how awful we were. 
right? Yeah, we were not classy. Yeah, we were definitely not classy people. And I don't know how classy we are now. Maybe a little more. <sighs> Save it for another episode. Yeah, that's, another, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So that's how we met. Yeah, from there, after the funeral um, was done, we just kept in touch by Facebook. Skype was still a thing. Or was a new, actually. Was a newish thing back then, yeah. It was brand new. Yeah. We were texting. I had a... Did I have a BlackBerry already by then? I think I had a BlackBerry by then oh, already. Oh, God. You're yeah. aging yourself. Man. Yeah. This is before iPhones were like super widespread. The generation after us listening to this is like, what's a BlackBerry? Yeah. What? what, what don't you eat that? Anyway. <laughs> That's a fruit. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Go back to the phone. All right. Back to the phone. Back to the phone. Anyway. <laughs> the... Constantly just communicating that way. And by 2010, when I had decided to join the Navy and uh, they gave me the first choice of duty station, I chose Norfolk because, hey, Rachel was only going to be three hours away, really close. Right. And we've been close ever since. Mm -hmm. Before we make the other two feel insignificant, mm -hmm. which they, some days they are, uh, I do have two younger sisters. Actual sisters. Actual sisters. Mm -hmm actual sisters and it, the four of us just jived really well mm -hmm. it Very it blessed. was almost as if and sometimes now i wonder what it would have been like if the four of us had grown up together yeah absolutely yeah because there was a time when i was what maybe i think 14 or 15 when my mom had a choice she could have moved from california to the east coast either in boston or here or uh, Georgia, I think, was her third choice, right? So I could have very feasibly ended up here. Mm -hmm. And we would have met a lot much sooner, that much earlier. And maybe or maybe not we would have melded or gotten together. I think so. I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so too. But I think we, we got along so well back then or when we did meet because we were who we were by that point. You know, at 14. I don't know, man. I was a senior in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so let's go I'm back saying. to the who are you question. I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, at 14 and 15 or 50, whatever, I wasn't who I was when you met me at in 08. Mm-hmm. Uh, 08, I would be 22. Wow, aging myself. All right. Wow. Man, or 21, actually. I was 21. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't have been that person yet. And maybe or maybe not. I would have been like, wow, she's weird, stupid. Yeah, that's, then that's pretty to, accurate. Then gone back to playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, the, my sisters and I met John John at our grandfather's funeral, and yeah, I don't I don't know how else to say it other than, yeah, it's kind of it kind of just felt like we grew up with you, mm -hmm. and you seem to connect with each of us. You seem to connect with all three of us on different levels. So mm -hmm. I do think it would have been interesting if we had grown up together. Yeah. I will tell you, you would have been you would have witnessed a lot of arguments. <laughs> Yeah, and no a doubt, lot no of doubt. yelling. Yeah, that's but, standard. Yeah, but it's it's interesting. But I think for me, um, not to turn this into a chick flick moment, but it does mean a lot to me that you're here because I'm the oldest. And I always grew up as the oldest, so it's nice having somebody older than me. Yeah, but I'm still not like taking on that. You're like a four-year-old. Yeah, yeah, I am a, literally a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice that you're there. I am the one who needs to be taken care of. The reason why I say older brother, for those of you listening, or for those of you who have not caught on, 
after us driving so well, we do tell people that we have an older brother. And oh, John yeah. John tells people that he has sisters. Right. Um, and it's nice. Mm-hmm. It's nice. I actually still have the pictures that I gave you from that photo booth. Yep. And, you know, all of your friends on the ship when you were away, and you Mm -hmm. told them that you all had sisters. Yeah. So, uh, okay, for context here, right? On my very first deployment after I had joined the Navy, uh, Rachel, Amanda, and they sent me a care package. There was like a sock in there, a sock puppet. There was a sock. Oh, my God. Your memory is good. That's the only other thing I remember in there, plus the pictures. I think we put spam and deodorant. We did. I probably ate the spam like right away. We put spam and deodorant. Good, good. That's very thoughtful. Yeah. I love spam. Anyway, um, they send me photos. And of course, um, I didn't have a photo album or anything like that. So I just taped the pictures into my bunk. The Navy calls these things racks, but in common parlance, it's actually a bunk, right? Where you just have three beds stacked one on top of the other. And I taped these photos on the wall of my rack. And sure enough, people are walking by and they see the photos and be like, hey, Terrence, or... Seaman Peavy or Peavy, hey man, who are those girls in that photo? Mind you, these are like, you know, high school kids. And these are grown ass men asking about hollering at my sisters or hollering at my cousins, known cousins, slash yeah. nieces, actually nieces at the time. And so in order to get them to back off, I would just bark back, no, those are my sisters, like back off, back the F off, right? I didn't know that. That's so nice. Yeah, no, get out of here. And I just no chick flick moment. Yeah, I just stuck to it. I just stuck to that story because if I said, "Oh, they're my cousins," or maybe anything else, they'd be they'd still be pressing. It's a larger it. window of opportunity. <laughs> yeah, but if I just what played the role of big brother and like, no, back off, dude, they'd stop, and they did, which was really nice. So that's from, nice. From then on, it was just constantly, "Hey, these are my sisters." Mm-hmm. Man. So that's the story. That's why we're two siblings talking about life as if we knew what we're talking about. Yeah. We're, there are air quotes around siblings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to see that while you're listening to us. But, you know, when this gets posted on Whoa. whatever. Too much spotlight. It's going to happen. I want to be a sidekick. Mm. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> no. I, um, I do want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. And just so everybody knows, I... Uh, the four of us still get to know each other and we learn certain things about each other, obviously, because we haven't grown up with each other. But your last name is Viernes, but that was not your last name when we met. No, absolutely not. Although that was that was the, the family name. That was because Paran is your... My biological father's Biological father's name. name. Yeah. I remember you joining the Navy... And then I remember you telling me, hey, I'm a Viranez. Oh, yeah. So is there any reason why you took back Viranez? So, yeah. I'm just curious. No, that's fine. Viranez is my mom's last name, right? And that's how my mom and your grandpa were siblings. I know. So there's the connection there for those who still are the not Filipinos listening probably were taking notes. They've already figured. They already it all have out. our family tree. Yeah, down. they've already gotten like all the you know second cousin, third. They've cousin already listed it out. out. Man, oh. <laughs> Filipino families are huge. For those Too who much. don't know, it's, it's it's huge. It's wild. Yeah, it's nuts, man. Anyway, my mom's uh, maiden name right, Viernes, mm-hmm. married my dad, last name Peran, and I just I grew up without my biological father. He left my family when I was eight, I think, or seven, maybe. 
if not younger. And I just grew up without him around. And he had zero impact on my life. He had no bearing whatsoever on who I was, what I became, how I looked at life. I just knew he was an absentee. And I've always had other father figures to fill that gap in. So I never sought for him or needed him for anything. And because my last name, Paran, was a reflection of him as a human, that he contributed sperm to my mother's Okay. Egg, right? <laughs> I didn't want that in my life anymore. And I related a whole lot more to my mom's side of the family. And you were on that side of the family, so hell yeah. And my mom sacrificed a whole lot more to actually get me to where I was. And so making my name, changing my name to Viernes is partially, no, no, not impartially, largely because of, of her, right? And it didn't hurt that it got me closer to this side of the family too. Um. Yes, I was going to say, I don't mean for this to sound selfish, but yes. I remember when you told us that you changed your name. You selfish prick. Yes. And <laughs> I remember thinking, yes. Yeah. I think that that was a moment where I knew that we were getting really close mm -hmm. and that it was just going to escalate in all positive ways from there. Yeah. And it meant a lot. Yeah. Just so you know. Thank you. Yes. You never said that before. I know. Wow. No chick flick moment. Wow. No, no. Yeah. This, this podcast is becoming more, <laughs> yeah, more fruitful. I don't know. Fruitful is not the word. It's a chick flick moment, <sighs> which we're not bringing alcohol in because we could be crying. We should have an episode where we're just drinking. I may be crying. That's fine. <laughs> the record button's going to stay on. No. Yes. At least they can't see me because I may be ugly crying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if this does get big enough, we're going to live stream. I'm going to need more deodorant. No one's going to smell sweaty. you. I just got sweaty. I just got so sweaty. Oh, my God. I don't care. All right. Well... I, well, now that the chick flick is, moment is slightly over, mm -hmm. um, I would like to hear, and I'll and I'll go after, or well, let me go first, um, into why we're doing this podcast. I want to jump back yeah. to that comment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I uh, the reason why I'm doing this is I have spent, oh my god, it's been eleven years since I graduated high school. <laughs> oh wow let's not get into mine that's scary <laughs> 15 Ooh. Ooh. oh 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 man i'm halfway to not halfway 20 year reunions coming up oh god i didn't well side note i didn't go to mine that's an uh that's i didn't awful. i know and you should have well that's another episode i, I mean just... i went to mine and it was as awkward as i expected it to be you know when you have your circle mm -hmm. you just there's no need yeah. But I, I'm unfortunately, I think I fell out with my circle. No, I'm not. I think I know I fell out with my circle. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm doing this to get my creativity back. Yes. I, um, in my, in high school, I was in the performing arts program for mm -hmm. creative writing. Right. Where, and I shouldn't be ashamed to say this, but it does make me laugh. <laughs> but you are. I don't, I, I know I am. <laughs> I, um, I don't know why I thought I was so good at rhyming poetry. Oh my god, <laughs> you, you you're so couplet basic. I'm so basic. Uh, and it's I It's fine, everybody's got to start somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah. I was in uh creative writing 
from sophomore to senior year. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. Loved it. Like I said, I wanted to be my high school teacher. Yeah. And I wanted to do that for my students, whatever she did for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I... I believe I had a lot of creativity mm-hmm. and I think everybody does. Anybody. Does. Yeah. It's high school. You don't have taxes to pay. You don't have a house <laughs> to purchase. God, oh gosh, yeah. but you know, but that's that it's scary when you graduate high school, all those movies, like, they don't tell now? you what happens afterwards. Yeah. The tutorial is over. What do I do now? And I hate to say it this way, but I think the creative part of me, I think she died and I'm trying to bring her back. Good. Good. Um, and I really want to do that mm. because I don't want to have to tell people I'm a property manager when they ask me, who are you? Yeah. Cause then now you can say, I also have a podcast. Words. Yeah. I was going to say another word, but you know, let's keep it clean. Uh, as a sidebar, just so everybody knows we have one ground rule so oh far, God. and that is to, we're going to try not to curse on this show. Sorry. I'm going to bleep that out. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I've been yes. doing so well. You've been doing really well. Yeah. But I could see your lips, like, almost trying to say it. Yep. <laughs> so the one ground rule, ground rule we have is to try not to curse. And um, I think it's important that we don't. Just mm-hmm. want it to be semi-family friendly. I want it to be a classy show. You know, I guess you can only say the F word when you're in a suit and tie holding a martini glass. That's very classy. James Bond never said that. Another reason why you should not say it. I'm not trying to seduce anybody here. I wish I did, but I'm not. (laughs) Okay. I'm closing the sidebar so that way people know our ground rule. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm not that smooth. Our one rule. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm doing this podcast to jump back to that is I'm trying to get her back. Mm-hmm. 2009 Rachel was I think very creative with her words and um with just the wheels were just spinning. Yeah. And when you go to college, when you join the workforce, it changes and it's sad mm-hmm. and. It just, I mean, that's such a long timeline. From 2009 to now, I've been trying to get her back. So you're trying to say that Rachel is trying to get her groove back? Stella? I'm not giving into that. Dad jokes. Come on, man. Oh, that was a good <laughs> I thought that was a good one. Yes, I'm trying to get my groove back. Heck yeah. All right. um, it's important. It's important to me. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I just want to I want to do that. This is to explore my creativity. I've got some projects lined up, piled in my she shed that I've been thinking about tackling for a very long time and I think now's an opportunity to to do that. Yeah. Um and I think another reason why I'm doing this podcast is because I think it allows us to get closer. Yes. Um and it allows me to say things that I'm not always good at speaking for myself. And I think that's, you know, I think as the years went on, I just remained very quiet. Yeah. And I now I've become one of those people where in an argument, I think, God, I should have said that. Why didn't I say that? And I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to do that. But 
Um, And I'm okay with being quiet, but I think that in a way I still have a lot to say and I want to say those things Mm -hmm. um, in a safe environment um, with somebody who I am very comfortable with. And it's, and it's therapeutic. Yeah. It's been very therapeutic. Yeah. I mean, it it even predates the actual podcast that we're doing, right? Mm -hmm. We've hung out, gone to cafes or gotten, not, not Bobo, not, we're not that super Asian. Actually, we should get Bobo sometime. Focus. I mean, we haven't had any in a while. Focus. Okay, sorry, folks. So what I'm saying is that, yeah, <laughs> the, the whole back and forth therapeutic conversation has gone uh, well before just a podcast. Like, what, the last time we hung out was last weekend? We got pastries and stuff? God, we got a lot of pastries. You got a lot of pastries for Marcus, not just for you. It was a I shared, did. It was a shared I did eat a lot of pastries, though. Yeah, me too. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's It's... Totally cool. Anyway, that said, right? It, I, I think that the way you framed it, the uh, why we're doing this is a good reflection of how we're f- kind of like foils for one another, right? Mm-hmm. You are so, well. You are externally very, very in tune with your feelings and your emotions, right? But underneath, you're also a pragmatist. You're very practical, but it just doesn't get to shine through. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I'm just practical on. I, I aim to be practical about everything and opti- optimi- uh, optimizing everything. Efficiency is king, right? And that might be because the Navy has trained me to want and seek that. But at the same time, like, I have feelings too. They just don't really get to come out that often. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like, this podcast is therapy. It is serving that purpose where, yeah, it's the practical purpose of just getting my feelings out and uh, coming over, hanging out with you. Um, on the weekends that's a very practical pragmatic uh, reason for the podcast but at the same time i get to express those feelings that i don't normally get to if i'm just cooped up at home playing world of warcraft by my lonesome or whatever else one does at home during the pandemic it's it kind of sucks being uh in that little bubble all the time Mm -hmm. yeah so that's a big part of why we're doing this it's it hits a lot it checks off a lot of boxes for both of us i think i think that we're going to talk about a lot of things that yes, like i said are. earlier that we that not everybody talks about mm-hmm. um and i hope we reach i don't want to say i hope we reach the masses <laughs> but i will reach someone we're going to reach someone your grandma's going to hear this <gasps> <gasps> don't curse i'm going to bleep it out don't worry <laughs> But I, I hope that we reach somebody mm-hmm. and just, yeah, you know, and they can say, wow, I, you know, I think we, I think we're just going to present such a comfortable atmosphere right. that things just start pouring out of people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that and, people just start talking. Yeah. Cause that's, that's one of the goals. Like when we wrote down our mission statements, that was one of the things, right? Like mm-hmm. we are going to be, or we aim to be that Ate or Kuya figure for a lot of people or whoever might be listening to us, mm-hmm. younger audiences, you know, the 18 to 35 demographic, cough, cough. Yeah. Because we're totally not in this for that. Anyway. No, I think no. we're just here to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's... the more I thought about it, the more I realized that's what I want for whoever is listening. Just mm-hmm. be. Yeah. And be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Be comfortable with yourself. Be safe about it. Just be. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. 
And again, for context, just for, for all the other listeners, like Ate and Kuya are terms, are Tagalog, Filipino terms, right? For older sister, which is Ate, and older brother, which is Kuya. You don't like it when we call you Kuya. No. Well, I mean, I also don't like it when you guys call me uncle or Tito. Or... I say that when I'm mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am very sensitive about my age. My my sisters, our sisters, Amanda mm-hmm. and Lexi, they grew up calling me Ate. Yeah. And that was like, that was mandatory. (laughs) That was mandatory. There's a hierarchy that must be respected. Yeah. Yeah. When they call me by my first name, I'm like, that's Mm. not my name. Yeah. But since I'm like the, you know, the the late edition, the off the bench. (laughs) The late edition. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't get the same Kuya treatment. You're the last one picked. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm that kid in gym class. Yeah. Oh. You're the last one we picked in dodgeball. You know, the painful thing is that's like so true in almost everything else in life. For my life, at least, right? Uh, I was never the athletic kid. Yeah. I was never the, the popular kid either. Oh. oh, man. Yeah, that's a whole other episode. Yeah, that's a whole other episode. Yeah. I think that... I'm looking forward to this. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to this podcast. I'm looking forward to sharing these moments with all of you and with John John. Any other final words? Any other messages that you hope to come from this? Any ears, any particular ears you want to reach? Everyone, the masses, you want to reach the masses? As, yeah, I mean, we cast as wide a net as we can. We're not here to exclude or build walls or raise fences or anything like that, right? People want to come and listen, grab a seat and what do you what do you hope this does for you i honestly don't know because i mean i already did think about this like two years plus into the future and i'm going to go back to sea so there might be a natural deadline or expiration date on this i hope not oh no yeah i know (laughs) maybe just a break don't say that yeah yeah honestly that's or you and amanda can carry lol oh god i mean it's not hard well I hope uh, I hope it does something for us yeah. as individuals. Yeah. I'll just say that. I hope something does come of this, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever it may be. Oh, I didn't get to mention that. Yeah, like I am a historian in training, right? A professional historian in training. And this is a primary source of the times and the lives of 2021, mm-hmm. right? From our very unique point of view. From mm-hmm. our middle class, millennial, Asian American, Filipino American mm-hmm. point of view. This could go to the Library of Congress someday. Oh, God. Wow. We oh would be God. so cool. Oh, God. So, yeah. I think of it from that historical perspective, right? Goodness. You never know. We got a long way to go, kid. We got way too long to go. <laughs> well, I think we thank all of you guys for listening. Um, and we hope that you tune in for our next episode where we're just going to talk the life away (laughs) yeah where we talk about life like we know what we're doing 